0: Hi, this is Millie, and this is the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you will find the validation and love you have been looking for. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers. And if you like, please donate to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash parents. Okay, so <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have noticed, I haven't posted a, a podcast in a few days because, and this is probably going to happen to you if it already hasn't, um, you get to a point where you just need a break from it. You need a break from your head being in narcissism and narcissistic parents and talking about that and, and reliving everything that happened. And it's, it's hard. It's hard on, on, on your system. It's hard on your mental health to just relive it and relive it and relive it. When a lot of these things at this point for me have already happened. I've already relived it and live through that pain again. And that's really what I want for all of you is to get to the point where you just don't need to be thinking about it or you don't think about it, right? And your nightmares are getting few and far between, right? I know all of you, and especially if you've got no contact, you're having nightmares. That's part of CPTSD, but it's not that it, that I'm, I'm leaving or I'm not going to record podcasts. It's just, I just need a little bit of a break from being headfirst in this because, you know, for my own healing, I just want to be able ultimately to move on with my life and leave that behind, right? Right leave it behind that that's that's my goal and i hope it's your goal as well is to ultimately leave it behind now it depends where in the process you are where are you in this mentally i mean did you just figure out your mother is a narcissist if that's where you are you're not going to feel this way right you're going to have moments the beginning is very 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 stressful very hard and you're going to have a lot of moments of denial. So it's going to feel like I just want to move on with my life, but it's just momentary, right, in the beginning. But some of you are where I am, where you've been no contact for years and you just you just want to move on with your life. You want to, you know, do those things you weren't doing before because you understand where certain things that were happening, why they were happening, right? Like I always had a suspicion that my anxiety, which is what I want to talk about in this podcast. (laughs) This podcast is about anxiety, where my anxiety came from, right? I've been going to therapy for 25 years, if not more at this point. I was 25. Like, uh, wow. Yeah. Um, I've been going to therapy f- for tw- 21 years on and off and I've had good therapists. I've had a, a- therapist and I've had great therapists. Um, my very first therapist was the worst one I had. And I was able to recognize that because she corrected my grammar while I was talking to her, um, if your therapist corrects you in any way, they're not a good therapist because therapy is a safe place and it's supposed to be a safe place, right? Well, okay. So I'm, I'm going to go into anxiety. I've had anxiety as far back as I remember. I was, five years old and I had what can only be classified as a panic attack because I had a cold and the cold, it was a bad cold, right? And it was, I wasn't, I guess I felt like I wasn't getting better or I can't really explain what might have caused me to have the panic attack if there was something surrounding it, right? Obviously, it probably was. Um, my mom, Some something she said or did that caused me to go into this panic about not getting better. And I was, my my anxiety always, um, you know, they say about the brain-gut connection. It's always, I always get nauseous. You know, it's the first symptom of my anxiety is nausea always fun, right? Some people don't even understand that. And I, you know, you're lucky that your anxiety doesn't revolve around your stomach because mine does. Um and I was I was throwing up a lot and they ended up taking me to the hospital and it was it was a big mess and I and it was a panic attack. It was a panic attack. Um that same year, I don't know which came first, My parents came to Florida from New York on vacation, my first vacation. And I was thinking about this. I was actually telling someone the story on Saturday and I was thinking about how having, coming on a vacation shouldn't be a reason to have an, an anxiety attack. Um, we got to the hotel, and, and I started to, to feel sick. I don't remember everything, but I do remember telling my mother I wanted to go home to my family. And my mother asked, your aunt? She thought it was weird, because I really didn't see my aunt all that often. And honestly, honest to God, my aunt, you guys know, I is toxic. And, I, and she, I was so happy when I was just able to not have to talk to her anymore. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't my, my aunt. I said, Lucy, Lucy, I I have a whole podcast on Lucy, but Lucy was a very special person in my life. She owned the house that we lived in. We lived in a three family house, like three separate apartments in Queens. And she owned it. She lived on the first floor apartment. We lived on the third floor. And Lucy was the grandmother I didn't have. She was the safe place for me when I was a kid. And she was my family. And I was five and I was able to recognize that and say it out loud to my mother. All right. So I've already been talking for eight minutes and haven't really gotten to the meat and potatoes of all of it. So I, I, I've had anxiety my whole life. And I know that a lot of people have anxiety right anxiety is actually a normal feeling we need to have it it's it's a survival mechanism that has come down the pike from from when we were you know uh, cavemen and we needed to have a sense of when we were in danger so that you know anxiety pumps adrenaline into our system and the adrenaline makes us want to run but will stop the digestive process. It stops other processes that will stop us from running. And the nausea comes in because if you just ate dinner and you have to run, it's better if you get rid of that food and run. And that's why you get nauseous, by the way, in case you guys didn't know that. Um, So... What I want to talk about is not that kind of anxiety. That's normal. The anxiety you feel when you're going to take a test. The anxiety you feel when it's the first day at a new job or the first day of a new school. Or, you know, anything new that you, you're not comfortable with, right? That's normal. I'm talking about waking up in the morning, not having anything on your calendar to do, and you're anxious, And doctors don't even understand that. Don't really get it. And some of you may be listening to this and not not having a clue what I'm talking about. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Waking up and you're already sick and you have no idea why because you didn't think anything. You haven't had a thought. Right? Because the idea is that anxiety comes from your thinking. You cause the anxiety through your thinking. And I have a problem with it. I know as much about anxiety as I know about narcissism. Okay? I don't talk about anxiety that much anymore because... With narcissism, I know I'm helping people. With anxiety, I really have nothing to... I can't help people because there's nothing to help people with. There's a million books that haven't helped me. I've been to therapists that have helped me on different degrees, right? With anxiety. But nothing that has been long-lasting. Right, When I was younger and I would have anxiety. I I, I could recover from it and then not have anxiety for years. Now it seems like it's always there. It's generalized anxiety, right? Um, I've been classified as having a panic disorder when it comes to work because I try, I have tried and tried and tried. I, I tried not to give up on, on going to a nine to five job, but I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I have too much trauma connected to working that I just couldn't do it. And the anxiety was so bad that there's levels of anxiety. There's like, you know, right now I'm a little anxious, but I'm okay. You know, I can deal with this. This is is cake. There are levels of anxiety where you get to the point where the anxiety is just so bad that your thinking is already distorted. Because that's what happens. You, you, you get to a place where your thinking is just wrong. You're not thinking, you're not seeing things the right way, right? Um, I remember when I had prolonged anxiety, like really bad anxiety, that everything looked gray. And I don't mean literally, but it was the feel, it was a feeling, like, everywhere I looked, it was just gray, and it looked like a a day in November in the Northeast, right, gray, and cold, and windy, and just gross, right, but it was how I felt, it wasn't that, you know, that's what it was actually looking like, and I actually had a conversation with someone who, who said those words to me. And I said, I know exactly what you're talking about. I just didn't think anybody else in the world really understood me. And I don't know if any of you know what I'm talking about. I really don't. I may be talking to one person. I may be talking to 10, maybe talking to a lot of you. I mean, having been raised by a narcissistic parent, anxiety is one of the worst things, right? CPTSD and anxiety. Because, well, you learn to be on edge all the time because you don't know when your parent is going to rage. So you try to do everything in your power to make them calm and happy so that they don't rage at you. So, what's disappointing is not being able to find something that works for me. That really, really works for me. My current therapist, she's very good. She herself knows what anxiety feels like. So when I talk to her, I'm, if I'm really anxious, and sometimes I have been like, I could barely talk because I was so anxious. I could barely breathe. She's able to calm me down. And the way that she calms me down is by saying that I need to have a different relationship with anxiety. And, and I understand that, right? I I know what she means by that. It means don't be so afraid to be anxious because that's what causes more anxiety. The fear of the anxiety, the fear of the fear is, is what causes the fear, Right, it's a vicious circle, <laughs> like everything else that we have trouble with, it's a circle, and we have to break that cycle by saying, All right, anxiety, do your best, and let me tell you something that has worked for me when it's still at a it's it it could i could be bad, but it's still not at a level where it's just forget it at that point, just breathe, you know you know what I'm talking about like that level where you're like all I can do now is try and breathe like I can't try and do anything else it's just try and breathe and then move on so <clears throat> changing my relationship with anxiety it's a it's a difficult concept only because first of all when i was having anxiety in my 20s doctors didn't really diagnose anxiety they didn't it was something that uh, you went to the doctor and you had symptoms like your your stomach was upset you couldn't eat you had no appetite um you were you had cold hands and feet you were shaking and and I've read that that shaking that happens are, are seizures, and that's a little scary. That hasn't happened to me in a while, thank God. With anxiety, like I haven't had seizures, but it's I I've I've been I, I was reading and it those are they have they have a name for those for those seizures. Um. So in the era where my mother had pulled me out of college and put and made me work and I started having anxiety and I didn't know what was wrong with me. I was having, it was awful. There was no doctor, no doctor, um, diagnosed me with anxiety. One doctor actually prescribed Zoloft, but Zoloft it takes weeks to kick in and I took one pill felt nauseous from the pill and I said no I'm not doing this this is what my anxiety does to me why would I why would I take a pill that whose side effect is the anxiety symptoms right that makes sense so I guess I'm gonna have to do more than one podcast on this because there's there's so much I guess there is a lot to tell there is so much for me to tell is A long process. And I'm still dealing with anxiety almost on a daily basis. You know, what could be worse than having stomach problems, which is what's happening to me now, um, where it could be IBS. Of course, I was having terrible anxiety attacks because I thought I had colon cancer. And it's still in the back of my mind, what if it is colon cancer or stomach cancer? It seems like I'm getting better from my stomach, but I've gotten better and then it gets worse again. Um, Having Graves' disease along with anxiety. I mean, Graves' disease is, it's an autoimmune disorder that attacks your thyroid, makes your thyroid hyperactive. So it just affects so many different systems in your body so anxiety you know there's so much there and like i said before changing my my relationship with it that's a hard thing to do it's it's hard when you're in the middle of an anxiety attack to say remember just just tell it tell the anxiety talk to it and tell it do your best come do your best to to hurt me. Do your best. And the anxiety starts to go away. That's a hard thing to do. But it has worked for me several times. But sometimes you just can't do anything. Sometimes you're paralyzed. All you can do is try and breathe because you're barely breathing. If you're having a panic attack. Um... So it's just something, it's it's just disappointing. I was, the reason I'm doing this podcast is that I was um, doing my, I don't know how often I do this, but I go and I look for the best books on anxiety and I start reading reviews and I don't read the good reviews because there's a lot of people out there that have less of anxiety than I do, right? Their anxiety levels are a lot lower and so any book is helpful. I can understand that. I want to read the bad reviews because those are the people like me who are going to be like, no, this is wrong. And I read the bad reviews and, of course, I ended up not getting any book. One book, funny enough, one book had two one-star reviews and they said, if you like books written by narcissists, I was like, I, I, I'm curious only because they two different people said, that he was a narcissist, the author of the book. And I wonder what in the book they felt was narcissistic. But it's very interesting, right? It would probably make me go bananas if I'm reading a book to help me on my anxiety and I figure out the guy's a narcissist. I couldn't, <laughs> knew. Um But mostly it's the, the, the bad reviews on the other books were about, you know, we know this. You didn't tell us anything new. Because anybody who suffered from anxiety knows a lot about anxiety. It's just like our situation. Anybody who has a narcissistic parent knows a lot about narcissism. Right? Um, So, you know, the books all say the same thing. You know, breathe. Breathe. Breathe in, stop your breathing, then breathe out, you know, and there's different ways to do. you could do four, 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 or in for four, or in for six, stop for four, out for seven, however it is. Um, I find that kind of breathing to be difficult because when I'm in the middle of a, an anxiety attack, I tend to stop, my, my breathing will stop, not stop, when I breathe in, I stop. Like, I don't breathe just normal, right? So doing that reminds me of having an anxiety attack. So that's really difficult for me to do. Right there, there's one thing I can't do. Um, so the thing is, they haven't, this is my conclusion. <laughs> I do want to talk more about this. I really do, because there's a program that I joined a f- couple of years ago. And I thought, this is going to be the thing that's going to cure me. Because we're always looking for a cure. And it sort of helped. It did. But not everything fits in with real life, with the realities of life. And therefore, that didn't, it wasn't a, a foolproof thing. So... Unfortunately, I've gone back and forth on it, but I just, I cannot, I couldn't continue the program. Okay, guys, so I'm going to end there. I'm actually going to record the second part of this right now so I don't forget because I want to talk about this program. Um, And I'll talk again about the the only things that have worked for me, but they work for me temporarily and they don't stop. You know, if you're going to have anxiety, you're going to have anxiety. It just, uh, it's not going to stop. All right, guys. Um, I hope that this was at least helpful in the sense that you feel you're not alone. Again, my, that's always my goal, whether I'm talking about a narcissistic parent or if I'm talking about anxiety it's not just you, right? A lot of people suffer. Um, and a lot of people suffer like me and maybe possibly you where it's really bad. And even some people with anxiety look at you like you're nuts, but you're not, and you're not alone. And I just wanted to pass on what I knew and that this is what I know. Alright, I love you guys and until next time.